the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K23. BJ Armstrong and Momusi here to bring you everything you need to know from around the world of the NBA. BJ, how are you doing today, sir? Oh, come on. Well, you know what it is. You know how we do. <laughs> we, oh, man, just another we day. It, we, we, we making it pop. We making it pop. What's going on? Well, we are 50% of the way through the NBA season. Oh, uh, the mid-season, mid-term grades. I, this I, is 50% all the way through. But before we do that, I want to look at it like this. Okay. If the season was to end today, and then just have a look at a few of what the potential matchups would be, because some of them are pretty interesting. So we're going to have a look at if the playoffs began today. Okay. I will tell you the matchups that we have. First of all, we have the play-in. Um, okay. We'll start in the Eastern Conference, where the play-in teams... Okay would be the Knicks, who are the seven seed, the eight seed Heat, the nine seed Hawks, and the 10 seed Bulls. So the Knicks would play the Heat to secure the seventh seed. I'm leaning towards the New York Knicks, which defies all logic and everything we said before the season began. But how would you be looking at that matchup? Knicks versus Bulls. Knicks versus One Heat. game. It's the Knicks versus Knicks. the Heat. I would go with the Heat. Okay. I go with the Heat. I think Jimmy Butler would be the best player in the series. It's just a one-off game. It's just a, if, yeah, if so Julius Randle has Jimmy another Butler. night, like the other night where he hit like eight three-pointers, it could get scary. But then we have the uh, yeah. Bulls and the Hawks. Who'd you like in that one? Bulls. Okay. What? Because of having the best player on the court or? The, 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 the Hawks have had trouble now. They, they've had trouble for quite some time. And their best player, you know, Trey Young, because it's been reported, who knows what's true and that's what I true, but watching this team, they seem to, whatever's going on down there, something's not working, okay? Who knows what's, you know, we can only go by what's being reported. However, something doesn't look right to me with this team because they keep underachieving. That's a that's a good team, in my opinion. I mean, on roster, on paper, they look like, you know, if you look at their roster, if you look at them on paper, you go, that's a pretty good team. Yeah. I think they're underachieving again. Is I think this is a better than a ninth seed team. So and looking at the Bulls, the Bulls are they the when you count the Bulls out, they always win. So then when you count that, them out. That leaves us with the Bulls versus the Knicks for the final place in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Who do you like for that in a one-off? Well, who do you, you, you? I didn't pick the Knicks, so you have to pick that one. Well, no, 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 because it's as in the Knicks and the Heat. The loser gets another chance to oh, make the playoffs the Bulls, Bulls, by Knicks. virtue of being the seven seed. There's just something about Demar Derozan going to hit a game winner. That's just speaking to me. But I think they're pretty evenly matched. I, 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 would, I, I think that they, they that would be pretty good. I mean, you in can, a one-off flip a coin in a series. Yeah, I would take can. the Knicks. But in a one-off game? An off game, you, I could see the Bulls winning. I could see the Bulls winning. I'll, I'll just say the Bulls. But, I mean, that's that's a toss-up. Anyone can win that game. Well, then, hypothetically. Actually, that would be a good game. Hypothetically, the Bulls win. They would be the eighth seed, and they would play the number one seed, Boston Celtics, who the Celtics and the Bulls have given us some of my favorite playoff series ever. I don't know if you remember when Derek was on the Bulls. Those I don't remember. first round I, I don't series remember that. that went to uh, <laughs> that went to seven games, and it had like three overtimes in one game, two overtimes in the next game. Go look that up. I think that was two thousand eight, two thousand nine. But but anyway, 
Um, the Celtics versus the Bulls, who wins and in how many games? Celtics. In I'll six. just say five. I'd out of, out of respect. I'll I say, say in six because five. they're just going to turn the ball over loads in a couple of those games. But then you would be left with the Nets versus the Heat, which went right down to the wire when they played last weekend. And Royce O'Neal, of all people, came up with the winner. You know, today, today, if you ask me, today, no KD. I would say. Because it's if the playoffs I began would say today. The heat. I, would say, I, would, I would say the Heat. Mm-hmm. With no KD. And then the Bucks versus the Pacers. That's gotta be Ooh. a that's gotta be a Bucks win. But I think the Pacers could steal maybe a game. Maybe a game. I'm, I'm gonna say this is six, but I think it's gonna be hard fought. I I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about about those Bucks. I'm concerned. I'm more I'm con- concerned I, I'm, in the I'm next really- round, but not the first round. If you see what I'm, I'm saying, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. First round, second round, with today, no Middleton, as is today. I'm concerned. Okay, if you're saying a full roster, we can talk a full roster. But if you I, said as today, I'm I'm really concerned. I would not, I would not be shocked if the Pacers won that. Wow, series. that's as a big today. statement. But then the four five matchup is going to be great, regardless of who's in it. The Sixers. And the Cavs. I like the Cavs. I like the Cavs, but I'm going to take the Sixers. I why, like the Cavs. Why would you give the Sixers the edge in the series? Because I because I think they play a better brand of basketball for the playoffs. They're going to play through the low posts. Mm-hmm. They're going to play through Joel. And, and look, those guards from Cleveland, <laughs> I mean, those guys, I, mean, I like them. However, that that's a tough way to play because those guys get up. You know they're going to get up sixty. You know sixty shots probably between them. Yeah. You know I, I just think that's tough. Okay. Um, however, I I like Cleveland. I think they'll just have to. I think they're going to need some time with this group to figure out their identity of how they need to play. Yeah, that's to me. This is team. a natural. Yeah, this is a, a natural progression, right? You know, like. You know, like when you have a team that you say, man, we could win. Now you got to let it mature a little bit. And I think it's probably going to take a couple of years. You know, like right now, Donovan and and and, and Garland, those guys are kind of doing their thing. And then, you know, at some point they're going to realize, oh, we could throw the ball to Evan Mobley. Oh, we got mm-hmm. Jared Allen here. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, Karis LeVert is sitting over there. Oh, we got Kevin Love. Karis LeVert had a shocker the other night against um, the Utah Jazz where – they gave up a seven-point play by fouling Jordan Clarkson, who shot three, scored it, hit the free throw, then got fouled again while shooting another three. That was just a funny, funny little end to a game. But that leaves us with the one-four matchup of the Celtics versus the Sixers. Who'd you like? I, I like the Celtics. I, I like the Celtics coming out of the East. If you ask me today, I like the Celtics. What's well, a spoiler? We're going through. We're going through. So then. The Bucks and the Miami Heat, which has always given us great playoff series over the years. Bucks, Bucks. They're they're if they can get past Indiana, they'll be they'll be fine to the conference finals. And so the Celtics and the Bucks, you like the Celtics, as is. Mm-hmm. If, if Middleton is back, if Middleton is back, okay, I'm I'm watching the Celtics and the Bucks for starting now to the trade deadline to see what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, right now you, you they have a little competition going on. They have to watch 
what each other are doing. And if I were them, I would be making sure that they're not able to pull a deal off that's going to beat me. Because yeah. I think it's that close. Yeah, something so, like the, when, when the Bucks pulled off that PJ Tucker deal in 2020, 2021, that's what gave them the added edge to go on and win that championship. And you see these right. kind of trade deadline acquisitions. So we've got the Celtics coming out of the East. Let's talk about the West, because this is where it gets really interesting. The, it, never in a million years, if I told you that the Suns and the Warriors would be the 7 and 8 seed and the Timberwolves after trading for Rudy Gobert and then the Jazz who traded away Rudy Gobert. That's the matchup sort of play in. The first one to secure the 7 seed would be the Suns versus the Warriors. Now this is interesting because they did play each other. They played each other, was it last night? on? It was on Tuesday night. Um, the Suns and the Warriors played each other last night. Yeah, on That's Tuesday true. night they played each other. And um, the Suns really didn't have anyone in their starting lineup. They they had um, Dwayne Washington Jr., Mikael Bridges, Darius Harris, Torrey Craig, and Bismack Biombo. And they played a very limited bench of Damian Lee, Josh Coey, Jock Lando, and Ish Wainwright against the Steph Curry-led Warriors. Steph returned and played 31 minutes alongside Clay and Draymond Wiggins and Looney. And the Suns won by double digits. So if they were to have that rematch now, and it was the play-in, and do you think the Suns could pull that off again? Or was that just a flash in the pan and uh, kind of took the Warriors by surprise? Well, you, you know, Bo, I, I, I say this, and I, I, you hear me say this. Everybody in the NBA is good. Everyone is good. Everyone mm-hmm. can get beat. These are really good players. Okay, Steph Curry is back. Phenomenal player, first ballot Hall of Fame, da-da-da-da-da-da. However, last I checked, he hasn't played in some time. Mm-hmm. So what do I expect? I, I didn't expect anything. I mean, I expected him to be a little rusty. He's a skilled player. Well, I mean, He's a no, skilled... no Devin Booker, no Chris Paul, no Aiton, like, no Cam Johnson, still no Crowder. You'd expect them, okay. even with Clay and Draymond and the way they've been playing recently, to be able to win that game last night. Yeah. I, I expect. Why? Okay. The way the game is played, okay, I don't expect Draymond to score a lot of points. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you do, but I don't. Uh, he Clay, can create points. Okay, he could create points. Okay. I don't I don't know on a consistent basis when you come back from injuries like Clay has had, some nights he feels good, some nights it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And Bo, I, I tell you all the time, like, you know, I, I, I feel now uncomfortable saying it again. Defense is what how you win a game. I, I Clay right now is trying to figure out and get his footing, literally a backup under him. Like, you know, the night he had 50-something points. Then the other night he had to sit out. He's a late-game scratch, I think, versus – I can't remember who. It was a late-game scratch versus someone. Mm-hmm. Then he comes back. And he's trying to figure that out. He's trying to figure that part out, right, where he can get back and let's see what you can do and how you feel. Then you add Steph Curry back into the lineup, who's been out for what? A while. Three weeks? Yeah. Yeah, He's been out three weeks, right? He can't have any legs, right? You can run and condition and do all that, but nothing replaces, you know, the, the, the contact and the pace of the game, so forth. So I didn't expect much there. Oh, by the way, now Jordan Poole's got to play another role. Oh, by the way, Andre Iguodala, I saw playing last night. Yep. 
So I didn't. So I didn't expect what like now. This is a totally different team. Now they're playing different roles. The rotation's different. Moody's not playing. Kaminga is out. Like DiVincenzo now suddenly he's limited what he's doing. So this is a different team. So if they had them, if they had that playing game today, and it was the Suns versus the Warriors, who do you think would win that? I, I think the Warriors would win. Okay. And I then the Timberwolves and the Jazz. Win, that would be a fun matchup. And I that think that be, the Jazz I, I would I want to say win. the Jazz. I think the Jazz. <laughs> I think the Jazz yeah, would think, I'm going to take the Jazz because <laughs> the Jazz have been playing more consistent. However, you know, this kid, Anthony Edwards, is a big-time scorer. He's a big-time player. He is. But he's he not is. playing right now. I mean, you says right now. Yeah. So I would take the Jazz. So I then take the Jazz right now. The Jazz would then have to compete against the Phoenix Suns to get that eighth seed. Do you think that they could beat them? Because I do. I, I wouldn't put that past them. I wouldn't put that past the Jazz. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can see that. I think it would be a very highly contested game. Aiden, you know, I'm assuming, you know, if Aiden and these guys were healthy, I think it'd be a highly contested game. I mean, if the Jazz won, I wouldn't be shocked. If Phoenix won, which I expect them to win on paper, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Jazz did come out of that with a with a win. Okay, well, that leaves us with a great first round European matchup of Laurie Markkinen of the Utah Jazz and Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. How many games does that series go? Yeah, that's five. Five games. The five, Nuggets just take five, care of business. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, the game's going to slow down. This, they, this they, is where they have no answers for Jokic. They yeah, would have no, no answers for Jokic. But this is where it gets really interesting because a first round matchup would therefore be the Grizzlies versus the Golden State Warriors. The way the Grizzlies, who were on a seven game win streak, have been playing, if the season ended today, do you think they can handle business against Golden State? I don't today. I don't. I, Why not? I, I, I don't. They have, because they haven't shown it. They they haven't done it. Like, should we have reason to believe because how they play against the other teams? Yeah, but they lost to the Warriors last year in the playoffs. They lost to the Warriors again on Christmas. That was a big game for the Grizzlies. So. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I I think they should. I think they have the talent to do it. However, they haven't done it for whatever the reason may be. Now, would I watch with curiosity? Yes. Do I think it would be a fascinating or interesting series? Yes. Do I think the Grizzlies should win the game because of their youth and all of the things? Yes. However, the Warriors always seem to be up for the challenge. Championship pedigree. They, they're not conceding to the Grizzlies yet. Mm-hmm. So they know something about this team that allows them to compete. You know, it brings out the best in the Warriors. Like Clay gets very animated. Steph Curry is going to be Steph Curry. They meet the challenge and the energy of the of the Grizzlies, and they they haven't been beat yet. So until they do it, I have every reason to believe that the Warriors should win if they were to meet up in the playoffs. So then the Pelicans would be the third seed taking on the LA Clippers. And, well, right now, if there's a seven-game series, I don't know how many of those games Kawhi and Paul George would be able to play. But I think the Pelicans would be able to beat the Clippers in a seven-game series. Based on the regular season, based on what we've seen, you say yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 watching the Clippers, they beat Dallas last night. 
And then Kawhi was Kawhi. And then it just makes you think like, okay. But I, I just can't fall for it anymore. Like, I'll just wait to the end and say the following. I've never seen a team with this level of inconsistency of guys coming in and out of the lineup win. Yeah. However, when you watch Kawhi Leonard, it does make you wonder. Yeah. Right. It makes you wonder. So I'm just going to stick to what I know, which is you got to play, right? You got to play. But the guy comes out. <laughs> yep. And he's, I, he comes out, he has like 30 sub points. I mean, Luka was terrific, but Kawhi was Kawhi. Mm-hmm. And he, so what do you guys say? Again, this is a this is a this is a wild season. I don't know what to, really what to think. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the New Orleans Pelicans if they were to meet. Okay, I wasn't however, even tougher. However, yeah. However, I mean the Clippers. Hey, as they say, the Clippers are going to clip. So the Clippers <laughs> probably could go. The Clippers, because I'm saying this. You the see, you see I'm on the like trim 16. today. We ain't talking about no Clippers. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I got yeah. a fade. You see, the, you, you see the Clippers. The Clippers could go through undefeated in the playoffs, and we're all standing here looking, going, what just happened? I mean. The Kawhi landed effect. But then an, an yes. even tougher one, in my opinion. The number four Mavericks versus the number five Sacramento Kings. I'm going to go with Sac. Because of the team basketball that they play? I'm just going to go with Sack because of the following. Sabonis. I like what they do with I, in, I the, in the half court with Sabonis with a lot of handoffs and that kind of stuff. But also, I think the difference, mate, if you had asked me this a year ago, it wouldn't have even been a question. But now because of De'Aaron Fox showing the ability to score off the pull-up on the dribble oh, and score the ball forever. from deep. He's been doing this since high school. He's, he, he's Not been consistently that, that, he, in the NBA. There's, oh, there's no he, way you're yeah, going to tell me De'Aaron Fox has been a consistent. Yeah, yeah. This guy's been doing. I remember. I re, I watched De'Aaron Fox play in in college versus the UCLA Bruins. You should pull that tape up. Okay, but I'm talking about in the NBA. Should, well, uh, yeah, last year he NBA. shot 29 percent from three. Okay, again, he's playing in a new system. He's playing in a system. All right, a lot of times. We have to take responsibility of like, that's why you always hear me say scouting is so important. It's the most important thing. You have to know what your players can do better than anyone else. Like I've been watching De'Aaron Fox since high school. Like everybody knew he could, he could pull up and shoot. That was his, that was his whole game. That was his whole game. His whole game was predicated on this guy was exceptionally fast and he could shoot. You're like, oh, that's a rare combination. Because mm-hmm. very, very rarely do you have a who could get to the basket and he could shoot. Ask anyone who's watched him. Now, should he be a standstill three-point shooter like we want most of these guys to do now? No. Suddenly now we're just going to, you know, coach give Coach Brown and his staff credit. Hey man, mm-hmm. this is what this guy can do because we don't let our players get to the mid range anymore, Mo. No, analytics says that's a bad shot. And all of a sudden, now Coach Brown is like, Hey man, just do what you do. Why? Mm-hmm. Because the great players always play from where the mid range that's the only place on the floor that the great players can play from. There's no other place for them to go. I mean, well, mm-hmm. it's like this is common sense, it's not like I know something, Mo. There's no place for them to go. Why? Everyone is protecting the rim, right? Because that's why we switch. 
Everyone switches. Why do we switch? So we can guard the three-point line. Well, if you're going to guard the three-point line, what's the next option? Get to the basket. Okay, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can't get to the basket and you can't shoot a three, well, where else are you going to go? I'm I got well a genius well. idea, Mo. I got a genius idea, Mo. You ready? You ready for the secret? The mid-range is wide open. Yes. The the thing with the <laughs> mid-range, okay, the, th the thing that okay. always thinks is everyone thinks that Alex says not to take mid-range shots. No. It's telling people who follow the analytics. They say only take threes or only take shots to the hoop, right? But when you're a great player, of course you should take mid-range shots. When you're Kevin Durant, of course you should take mid-range shots. When you're DeMar DeRozan, of course you should take mid-range shots. But for the average player, they can get a high percentage look elsewhere. But yes, Darren Fox's growth in terms of shooting the ball off the pull-up okay. in the NBA, which... Whether you think he's always had the ability to do it and never had the chance, or whether he's just showing it this season is whatever. You like the Kings taking the Mavericks in how many games? Yes, but before I answer that, I'm going to get to this. The average player and the great player. If we're running an offense, if we're running an offense, the offense, every offense is predicated on the same thing. Ball movement equals player movement. Yes. Ball movement, player movement. Okay. Now, as you play, when the ball gets stagnant, which inevitably it will during the course of a game, during the course of a series, during the course of a season, it will get stagnant. And then we have to choose how we will counter when the ball gets stagnant, meaning it will be in Mo's hands for two or more seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay. If the ball gets in someone's hands for two or more seconds, the defense has time to set. That's why these coaches who are incredibly intelligent, they say, move the ball, swing it. Mm -hmm. We're all scouting. Okay. Yep. So when the ball gets stagnant, we have to counter, we have to make, we have to counter that by in the 24 seconds to get the ball to perhaps our best player and get him in isolation basketball. The only reason that the mid-range is open is because the other players have to have a skill set that allows spacing on the floor. That's why they call it more pace and space. Why are we playing fast? So that we can get an uncontested shot before the defense gets up. Why are we looking for space? Because we're trying to figure out how to counter when teams take away something. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these average players are actually great players because yeah. they have a skill set that's allowing to create the space on the floor. Without the space on the floor, you have nowhere to go. Yes. You have nowhere to go. So you could be you can you can have a skill set. A guy can be a phenomenal three point shooter. Another guy could just be a phenomenal ball handler. The ball handler doesn't mean he's better than the guy who shoots just, you know, stand still, stand, standalone threes or a stationary threes, because everyone is trying to figure out how to counter what the defenses are taking away in today's game. That's why they call it pace and space. The, the trick is how many uncontested shots can you get during the course of a game? Mm, that's what they're trying to figure out. Everybody's doing that. Why? Because we know 
The analytics know knows the following. The more uncontested shots Mo can get, the higher percentage he will shoot. Mm-hmm. The more uncontested shots you get, Mo, the higher percentage you will shoot. Unless you are J.R. Smith. <laughs> the <laughs> only player to shoot a higher percentage uncontested shots. Well, there's been a lot of players like that, you know, <laughs> just, just a little bit before your time. There's been a lot of players like that. Okay. Okay. You know, he'll take his 10 shots. But consistently, he won't shoot a higher percentage. Mm-hmm. So therefore, that's what brought about. That's what brought about this new era of basketball. Every era, fast. We just called it fast break. They call it pace. Mm-hmm. Every era has been trying to figure out how to play against a defense that's not set. Why? Because if 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 I can play advantage basketball four versus three, three versus two, two versus one, my chances go up significantly if I do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Only so many players can play in the mid range. Why? Because you could only put so many shooters and so many other players on the floor to open up that space. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have two, you, you, What's the thing you're trying to protect? You're trying to protect the rim, right? You're trying to protect against dribble penetration, right? Mm-hmm. You're trying to not allow me to get an open three, right? So therefore, if you're playing defense, there's only one logical place to go. Yes. It's only one. Yes. So why why do we have a premium on shooting? Because you just because... said the shooting is what opens up that mid-range. Without the yeah. shooting... The mid-range gets more crowded. If you okay, didn't have right, shooters right, right, right. on the floor okay. to space it, the degree of difficulty of those mid-range okay. shots becomes harder. Okay. Let me let me let me let me let me say it another way. Everyone has a role, right? Yes. So, the role. I have to have a balance on the floor. I got to have ball handlers. I have to have rebounders. I have to put I have to put people in in my opinion you have to put people in the dunker spot. Why? Because if you just have five shooters out there on the floor, right? You you you, you can you can play a certain style. Threat. Yes. So you have to have a floor balance. If you just have five people on the floor shooting threes with no offensive rebounding, mm-hmm. now you're susceptible to all different types of things. You can't just have shooting on the floor. Yes. You got to have a balance of you hear me say it Mo, all the time. You you have to play a blended brand of basketball. Yes. If you're going to be successful. The one area that we cannot take away or no one has figured out how to do it with the exception of playing in a zone. But if you play in a zone, a two, three zone, you become susceptible to the other things like offensive rebounding, because you're not guarding a man, you're just guarding an area. Mm-hmm. So, I remember Mo watching in the NBA Finals, the Toronto Raptors. They go, they went a zone in one mm-hmm. against and Steph Curry's box in one. And I thought, wow, that's fascinating. Why? Because they didn't want to extend themselves, and they wanted to take away something. Like you can't take away everything, but you want to take away something. So, yes, I agree with you. You got to have shooting on the floor. But if you just have five shooters on the floor. Without the other things, that won't work. Mm-hmm. If you have no shooting on the floor, that won't work. 
If you have just shooters but not ball handlers on the floor, that won't work, and vice versa. So in saying all of that, it's about having the right combinations because you got to get to the space, right? You got to have misdirectional plays. You got to have screens. You got to have screeners. You can't do any of this without having the proper players or the proper personnel on the floor to even take advantage of this. So just saying I might have shooters. Well, if that was the case, then let's just put 10 shooters on the floor and see who makes the most shots. Yes. You have to have a certain level of player with a certain skill set that's capable of doing a lot of things. And here's the most important thing. You got to be able to do it for, for 94 feet. Mm-hmm. That's a certain us, level of athlete. That brings us back to the question. If the Kings and the Mavericks were to play a series, how many games and you're taking the Kings? I think the King, I think the Kings, and I'm gonna say the Kings in six. I just say the Kings. I think this probably goes seven. And if it goes seven, then I think maybe Luca can win it. But I'm gonna say yeah. the Kings. And the reason I'm gonna say the Kings is I think that Sabonis will be a difference maker. And the reason I say he'll be a difference maker is because he'll be the most physical player in the series. Yeah. I think he'll shoot a high percentage. Clean the glass. I think they could, I think they can withstand the onslaught of Luca. I don't think you're gonna stop Luca, but you got to be able to withstand him. Yeah, you got okay, you got to pencil in 40 for him. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna not try At to least. let him get 65. Yeah. All right. You got to pencil in 40 for him. But I think De'Aaron Fox is 30 plus every game. Why? Unless they start playing JaVel McGee and those type of players, I don't think they have any rim protection. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think they will, they will figure out how to incorporate Luca in many of their offensive sets. Why? Because that will be a, a they're going to target Luka him and make him follow. work on defense. Well, I don't especially... think they're going to target. I just think you got to make sure you got to make sure he's included on the strong side of every offensive set. Yeah. I'm not saying you target him. You just include him. Why? Because he is going. He has to play 40 plus minutes for this team to win. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. And so, he has to play at a at an exceptional high level for in the playoffs. Team. He's it looks like he's going to have to play 48 minutes the way that the Mavericks have been uh, without him. But uh, uh, but then so you take the the Kings to win. They would then have to face the Denver Nuggets in the next round. How many games does that series go? And who are you picking? I think Jokic. I think Jokic. I think Jokic is the deciding factor in that series. I think and Jamal he, Murray's I, been I looking he nice since he's returned as well. But um, that's no, a nice Jamal, I think Jamal up. Murray, Murray yeah, versus Fox, Jamal, and Jokic versus Sabonis. That's yeah, an interesting two man. I don't think. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's interesting from from my perspective. Why? I don't think that will be interesting at all because I don't think Jamal Murray will guard Fox at all. At yes. all. That, that's a. I don't think I don't even think Coach Malone will allow that. Why? Because speed, <laughs> the speed of Fox. No, that, that's dangerous. not okay. But there's yeah. only one player. There's only one player that can match Fox's speed, and that's John Moran. Everyone else, let's stop thinking you can match. And, and John Moran saying defending. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So I I think John I think Fox has the potential. To upset the Denver Nuggets. Why? Because what's the one Achilles heel for the Denver Nuggets? When they, they have get, to defend screen roll. When they at Yoga Chow on the island, it's tough. But they, they, defend, they have to defend screen roll. The same way 
the Kings would have to try and stop Jokic, which is a pretty impossible task, and all the opportunities he creates for his teammates. Well, well, again, when you're playing, when you're playing, let's say they were to advance, when you're playing in the playoffs, you're not trying to take away everything. You're just going to say, okay, I'm going to force Jokic to do one of two things. Either he's going to be a passer, I'll double him, or he's going to score, and I'm going to take away everyone else. See, we're playing playoff basketball. You're mm-hmm. not playing. You're not playing regular season basketball. And and if I were them, okay, make Jokic into a scorer. And stay home asset, on everyone else. Stay home. Yeah. Okay. So Jokic is going. Jokic. I. I mean, listen. If I'm playing against Jokic, I welcome it. Why? Because I know I can get a shot off screen roll a hundred percent of the time. He's not mm-hmm. going to block my shot. If I got De'Aaron Fox, he's not going to come out there and block De'Aaron Fox shot. He's not going to switch. He's not going to meet him at the rim. Okay. So every, for 48 minutes, I can incorporate him into every game for seven games. So I like my chances. So who do you like to win that series? If the Kings and the Nuggets, what's I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Denver Nuggets. However, I think that's a bad matchup. So how many games? It is. I think this goes six. You know, yeah. every every match goes six or seven because you got to win on somebody else's home court. Mm. If it goes seven, that's that's hard to that thing. That's going to be hard. That's that's almost impossible. What Luka Doncic did last year to win Game Seven on the road that's that's impossible. Look at the look look well, at since the history of the game. The Celtics winning Game Seven in Miami. Okay, it's almost impossible. That's why when you see it, you go, "Oh my goodness." Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so but but if I'm playing against Denver and you told me I got De'Aaron Fox and the guy setting the screen is Sabonis, I feel pretty good about that because I know I don't have a problem knowing at all that I can get a shot. If De'Aaron Fox is cooking like Damian Lillard, remember when Damian Lillard went in there and beat them, uh, was that two or three years ago? Yeah, but the year was the year they got to the Commerce Finals. I can't remember what it So I know what the problem is. I remember watching the Utah Jazz series in the bubble. If you have a guard who could score, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to be okay. Why? Because that's the one thing that we know the Denver Nuggets can't do. Just like if you're playing against the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm going to incorporate Joel Embiid in every screen role. Joel Embiid and James Harden will be involved in every screen role. And Mo, if I got a guard that could score, I like my chances. I hear I it. I like it. I hear it. I no, hear it. I'm not saying I can stop those guys. But if my guys get hot and they have to play on both ends, the level of conditioning in a series that those guys got to be in is unreal. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to be involved in every series. You have to defend. You got to step out. Joel Embiid has to push himself. James Harden has to push himself. These guys have to play 94 feet. And against and Mo, and guess what I would do like in the third or fourth quarter? I would just rescreen just to get the energy. Yeah. Just do a rescreen. Mm-hmm. Now you mean to tell me that Jokic, who's going to have to carry on the offensive end, is going to have the same energy on the rescreen? No. No, he's a big, no, Joel MP. No, that's not happening. And if my guy is hot, we have a major problem. Well, they have a major problem. 
Now, I'm not saying my guy is high. What if my guy is not high? Okay, job well done. But at some point for seven games, Mo, with an NBA player, if you give him enough attempts, he will find his rhythm. He will indeed. <laughs> but then okay. we also would have the Pelicans versus the Warriors. Who do you like in that one? I like the Pelicans. And the reason I like the Pelicans is because if, if look, if the big boy... They have a size advantage gonna, across the board. Yeah, if, if Zion, that's big boy basketball. Valentin, JV. That's big boy basketball. Even, Brandon Ingram's not big, you, but he's tall you, as hell. Brandon, yeah. But if you have Brandon Ingram, I, 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 the only thing the Warriors, I think, can do, they'll have to go zone. Mm. Okay, so if I were the Pelicans, okay, I would utilize what they used to do in the, you know, in the old days, which is offensive rebounding is the key to the series. Okay. We're just going right, to, I'm putting guys where get up a shot, get up the best shot you can get, but we have to offensive rebound. Why? Because if we can get the Warriors to box out, they can't run. Yeah. Because they <laughs> transition scoring. It, it, so or they I just sacrifice just, offensive rebounds. <laughs> I would just crash. I would just crash the boards. <laughs> I would just just throw the ball up. I remember one time we played uh, in the playoffs. Can't remember who we played. I think it was the Pistons or somebody. And I, I, I'm I'm telling you, they were just throwing the ball up there so they can get offensive rebounds. And that was the mm. first time I've seen that. Shots at Dennis Rodman. Yeah, and that's what they. If you. you Get an offensive rebound, you're still on defense. So that's what I would do. I just think they're too big. I mean, Zion, a healthy Zion alone is too big. Then you put JV and Brandon Ingram alongside them. And they got Larry Nance coming off the bench. Like they got yeah, they got pieces. They got, yeah, so they got pieces. So a Pelicans Nuggets Western Conference Finals. I, I would bearing say the Pelicans. In, bearing in mind how tired. The Nuggets would be from the previous series. Is yeah, I don't know. So I just think that Zion to me, Zion right now to me, a healthy Zion, healthy, mm -hmm. a healthy Brandon Ingram. I just see that as a as a matchup nightmare for every team in the league. He's a he's a matchup nightmare. He is okay. That, um, here, here's the thing. Do I think, but what I didn't say in the previous five minutes ago, do I think that this kid, Jokic, will do everything possible to meet that challenge? Absolutely. That's the one thing I didn't say. Yeah. Do I think he will be tired? Absolutely. That That's when you're asking someone to carry that level of load and anchor a defense, you're talking about something, Mo, that's like, that's an exceptional, exceptional athlete. Do I think Yoka has the mental toughness to do it? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Do I think it's possible? That's a lot. I don't care who you are. I, I don't question I mean, mental toughness, but physically, that's... A, that's, that, that's just too... Anyone you're playing again. You, you, you got to get back in transition. He's the last line of defense, and I'm attacking him at every... That's just a lot. And, hey, by the way, Sabonis isn't like chopped liver. Yeah. Sabonis is a pretty good player. Sabonis is capable of having a 30, 15-point game while we're all talking about Jokic's 42 and, and 20 game. Yeah. That's not chop. This kid is a good player. So then you're going to go and play against Valanchunas, who's a big body, 
Then you got to worry about Zion and CJ McCullough and all of these guys, Herb Jones and all these guys. I just think it's it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Zion, no one, okay, can stop this man. (laughs) No one. (laughs) Okay? So no one can stop him when he's going to the basket. With that in mind, you pick the Celtics come out the East and the Pelicans come out the West. Who will be Uh, 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 the NBA uh, champion if the season ended today? How does that series shake out? Listen, the Pelicans make me nervous because you're looking at them and you're going, they could be. Now, I'm going to say the Celtics because what I've seen. And the experience of being that. What I've seen. The the Pelicans, what I mean, the Celtics, what I've seen. However, if those guys are healthy and they are clicking, they're deep, they have terrific guard play, and Mo, they can get up a shot. They mm-hmm. not depending on jump shots. Mo, they got big bodies. Mm-hmm. Valentunas can score on that box. Okay, all of that being cute, playing jump shots and all of that, trying to get to the mid range. Mo, they got three guys that I know can get to that box and yep. score. And Zion can get to the box by himself. I don't even mm-hmm. need to post him up. That's how good. And he you ain't even mentioned the likes of Herb Jones on the defensive side. That's of the what ball. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Mo, I, They're I, tough for I anyone. like this team. They're tough for anyone. They're, they got size. They they got leadership with CJ McCullough. Brandon Ingram is, is is capable of playing that slashing game. He's big. He's bigger. Look at that. That's a that's a that'll be an awesome matchup. Brandon Ingram and Jason Tatum. Oh Ooh. my, that's a good matchup. Herb yep. Jones and Jalen Brown. Oh my. Now, I don't like the Al Horford Zion Zion matchup. <laughs> That terrifies me. <laughs> I think I don't like Zion and 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 what's the other guy? Uh, Time Lord. Her, oh no, not Time Lord. Grant Williams. Uh, Grant, I don't like that. I secretly like that. I'm a Grant okay. Williams believer, but I wouldn't I bet my Grant money Williams on it. Believer. Yeah, yeah. I'm a I like Grant Williams. However, the second jump of Zion is unstoppable. Yes. The yes. second jump. His second and third jump is unstoppable. They call it you a got pogo the guy stick. stopped at the rim. Yeah, you you. It's like I was watching a play against PJ Tucker, right? PJ could take on the initial hit, boom. Mm-hmm. But the second and third hit, he's got his young he legs. Just, he, he's got the young legs. You know what I mean? Just, he keeps coming with force. So I don't think anyone is capable. CJ McCullough, I like his size. He's going to occupy Marcus Smart. <laughs> I, I, Alvarado, I, I like, I like these guys. I, I think these guys have a chance. However, Mo, they got to be healthy. The best well, ability is availability, halfway. and they are not available. We're halfway, yeah, we're and we got to see if they can get them available for the playoffs when they do come around. And halfway through the season, we appreciate each and every. But I want to say this. Can I just say oh, this? Go ahead. Can go I ahead, say this to the forties? Honestly, Mo, I don't know who's going to win it this year. I really hope it's a surprise yeah. winner. If it were, what yeah, if it was the Kings? Good. That would make my day. Obviously, I want well, the Celtics I mean, win, but if it's not the Celtics, well, well, if it was the King, we would. If we were, if we, if we were the Kings, and we were to win it, I want to say this: if there are UFOs, if there are aliens, the beam, <laughs> seeing the beam, they would see, they would see the beam. <laughs> okay, that's all I'm gonna say. Maybe that's how they begin their superpowers this season. Maybe. Yeah, but um, you know what I mean. 
<laughs> but yo, like I was saying, we're halfway through the season. Appreciate each and every one of you who's listened to us so far this season. We're going to keep rolling. So make sure you share the show with your friends, spread the love, subscribe to the show and all that stuff that I say at the end of every episode. It really helps us out, helps us grow the show. The show is going to keep getting bigger and better as we continue to progress. BJ and I will be back with more. It's halfway through the season. We've got to give out the awards as well. We've got to, we've got to give out some awards as well. But stay tuned. That's all we can say. We'll be back tomorrow with more from the Hoop Jeans podcast. Brought to you by NBA 2K23. Don't go anywhere and make sure you get buckets.